Welcome to Cover to Cover, a podcast featuring musical conversations about an album or song which has changed and enhanced someone's life. I am your host, songwriter Matt Targa. Thanks for joining us today. We humans connect with the presence of music in our own unique way. As an artist, a concert goer, through our headphones or as something that simply lives in our everyday background. Our guest today is a Pennsylvania pop soul artist. She is one Kiana Corley. She's been featured in Guitar Girl Magazine, WXPN's The Key, Medium.com, the podcast Brian Funk, and many other media outlets. I highly recommend you check out Kiana's music, and I will be also dropping a link where you can find a whole host of her compositions in the show notes. Growing up in a musical household, Kiana enveloped herself in finding her own sound, drawing influences from iconic soul artists such as Lauren Hill, Corin Bailey Ray, and Aaliyah. Kiana takes this inspiration and molds a musical vibe of her own. During her time in the industry, she has collaborated with artists such as J Squared, JBDK, Michael Waves, and others. She's performed in venues across Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, New York City, and LA. For our conversation today, we're going to be discussing Corinne Bailey Ray's self-titled record, which was released all the way back on February 24th of 2006 on EMI Records. Uh, it spawned four, st- uh, four singles, Like a Star, Put Your Records On, Trouble Sleeping, and I'd Like To. Uh, her self-titled record was uh, recorded at the Idol, Olympic, Tax Light, as well as uh, John Ellis's place. So without further ado, let's welcome Kiana to the program. Kiana, it's so great to uh, have you here. Thanks so much for making some time to be here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this album. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So what? Um, where did this begin for you? What uh, made you choose this debut record from uh, Ms. Ray? So my mom was the first one to show it to me. And um, yeah, it just like sparked something in me because she's, um, that this particular album has been like a huge influence for like a lot of the things that I create now. Um, But her in general has, you know, all of the things that she's gone on to create afterwards have also been like a pretty big influence as well. Um, Yeah, but my mom was just like, oh, like I have the CD. I think you'll like it. And I'm like, okay. And I was like eight or something, like eight or nine. And I just like played it. And I'm like, this is this is great. And then when I got older, I was able to just like really listen to it and be like, wow, this is like, this is like genius. <laughs> um, yeah. So my mom was the first one to show it to me. That's awesome. Um, talking with Kiana Corley here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka. Going to be uh, uh, digging in pretty deep in, here into uh, Corinne Bailey Ray's self-titled record. So uh, it seems pretty obvious that uh, Corinne Bailey Ray is uh, the lead singer and vocalist on her own debut record. Can you tell for uh, Can you tell our listeners who some of the additional uh, players are that are backing her up on this one? Yeah, so there's a, she has a pretty big team. Um, uh, she has. Well, first, I want to mention uh, she has this guy. His name is Jason Ray, I'm assuming, because um, she she has a late husband, and I think that was her late husband. Um, and he was um, on the alto and baritone saxophone um, and some of the pieces. And um, But, yeah, I can start naming them. So uh, she has um, a man by the name of Paul Sadal, Steve, uh, Chris Anthow. Uh, she has the London Session Orchestra. 
uh, on on the pieces with strings, which is really cool. Um, uh, let me think about other names that people might recognize. She has a uh, Livingston Brown on bass guitar. Um, yeah, she has she has a like I think about twenty musicians across like all of her um, all of her tracks. Like I don't think she had like a small team for all of the all of the songs. So. Can you share any additional experiences? Like, were you uh, were you in the car driving around? Was it something that you just kind of queued up on a CD player? Like, how um, how did you experience listening to this uh, this record for the first time? And then, you know, just how do you uh, how does it continue to uh, to possibly influence uh, your current work? So yeah, my mom just gave it to me. Like, she would give me CDs of artists that she thinks I would like. Like, you know, she or like suggest people to me, like, like in diary, she suggested to me from like a young age as well. Um, basically just like, like soulful girls that played guitar. She's like, Oh, she'll like it. And she usually was right. Um, but like, uh, I just remember listening to the first and like, I was young and I was like, Oh, I know, put your records on. Like that's probably her most famous song ever. So, um, I was like, Oh, I know this song. So I usually, I just kind of focused on that. I, um, you know, wanted to learn it. And I just really liked that particular song. And I listened to the whole thing, but I never really appreciated all of the little like aspects of all the other songs on that record until I was older. Like I actually, like I listened to it and then I took like a lot of years to like, just not listen to it. Just, I don't know, just out of, you know, lack of interest, I guess. And then I came back to it, um, almost say like in high school. And I was like, oh wait, this is like real, you know? Um, and I think just because I was able to, appreciate it from like a deeper musician standpoint at that time because I've been studying music for you know a longer time from when I was literally eight years old (laughs) so um yeah I think just the more that I learned about music and appreciated music the more that I like really appreciated this record so right now I definitely like whenever I listen back I hear something new um and it's really cool yeah as as a musician I'm just curious have there been any um any tracks off of this album that have appeared in some of your, uh, your live set lists? So, uh, I went to school for music and, um, I chose, um, Breathless off this album to play for like a recital that we had to do. Um, cause all of us had to do either a recital or a project, um, to graduate. And, um, I had like a full band and horns because that's one that, I mean, I just, I wouldn't want to do it acoustically. I mean, not that it wouldn't sound bad acoustically, but just what makes it is just like, ugh, those horns and the, the like, just everything about it, like, like the whole team effort type thing. Um, so that was really, really cool. Like, I will treasure that forever that I got to cover that song. Um, I, have, I play Girl Put Your Records on in a lot of my set lists acoustically as well. Um, I also play Just Like a Star, um, which is the first uh, title track. Um, I think those chords are gorgeous on guitar. So, um, I wanted to add that to my set list and, um, that's, a, that's about it from, for, wait, no, that's a lie. Cause I, aud- <laughs> I auditioned, um, uh, for my music school, um, with, uh, Till It Happens To You, which is like, looking back, I'm like, I don't know why. I mean, I, I loved, I just loved how that song sounded. I thought it was so pretty. So just so beautiful. And so just like heart-wrenchingly, you know, gorgeous. But I mean, it's, it's also very sad. <laughs> so I don't know why I could have I could have picked a happier song, but but no, I don't know. Not even like I could relate to that song because that song talks about like like 
oh, we had a marriage and then it like fell apart or something happened, whatever. And I was like 18. Like I, I couldn't relate to that, but um, I still can't relate to that. But, you know, like, yeah. So I, okay. So those four songs I have learned from that album and I believe that's it. So I, if I, if I think that I'm wrong later on, I'll let you know, but <laughs> Friends, we're talking with Kiana Corley here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka. Uh, all things Corinne Bailey Ray and her debut uh, self-titled record. Um, this kind of feels like a natural segue or uh, exploration into talking about some of your favorite tracks. Uh, Kiana, where would you like to begin? Um, you can pick out some of your absolute favorite ones or we can do as this program suggests, which is go cover to cover how would you how would you like to tackle these uh how would you like to tackle the songs oh gosh um it's hard to oh god it's 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 hard it's hard to uh rank these because my like in my opinion i think a good like indication of like a classic album is at least you know, in the word, I think the word classic is subjective, but I'd say classic to me is someone like having a different favorite song every time they listen to it. And for me, that's what it's like for this album. So I think I'm going to just go down the line if that's okay. That's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's start with like a star. Okay. All right. So I, yeah. I mean, what specifically do you want me to say about each of the songs? Anything you'd like, if there are any lyrics that resonate with you, or if there are just like subtle little arrangements that you really appreciate about each of these songs, we can, we can, you know, talk about or focus on whatever you like, however you uh, connect to these tracks. Okay. Um, well, Like a Star is, um, I think, oh gosh, it's, I, I mean, Put Your Records On is one of the most famous ones, but then Like a Star, I've definitely heard, um, a similar amount of times like in movies or um, just, you know, TV shows or anything. Like, I think people also are pretty familiar with that song as well. Um, I love how it starts so delicately. Like, it's just the, you know, the the chord, the jazz chords, and then her voice and her, like, just her, like, beautifully delicate delivery over it. And then over time, like, it builds into, like, this really just, like, it never gets, like, massive or anything but like all the elements just like slowly layer in with like the strings and the the you know the guitar like does some more pegiation as it goes on and like um it just gets a little bit more busy but just still like tasteful and it's yeah like like it makes me think of um movie scenes where like you know uh, like partners are just like dancing in the middle of like a street or something like under like fairy lights like that's just the vibe that it gives me um and I'm I wouldn't be surprised if it has been used in scenes like that in movies but um yeah no I just I love I love the artistry of of that one and how it just like gradually builds to this very like full but still like tasteful sounding um work of art so yeah I, I, that's why I appreciate that song. Yeah. I love how the instruments just kind of stay out of each other's way. Mm-hmm. You, you know, everybody has like, everybody's got a part of the conversation and they're all sort of kind of, you know, talking to each other, you know, and giving each other space. Yeah. That, that's it. That's the word space. Like there's, there's very smart use of space in this song. So, yeah. 
So after Like a Star, we have uh, the second track here called Enchantment. And uh, I learned a new vocabulary word uh, <laughs> when, I was, when I was listening to this track, uh, Gossamer. Which, yeah. uh, which which appears in the second verse. For anybody that's you know curious as to what Gossamer is, uh, uh, what she's referring to in this lyric, it's a fine filmy substance consisting of cobwebs spun by small spiders, and they're especially found in autumn, which makes a lot of sense if you think about yeah. Halloween. But um, I, what say you about this song? I, I really enjoyed listening back to this one. Um, oh goodness. I love I love the little like like production wise I love the the little I don't know how else to describe it but it's just very like twinkly sounding like there's an actual word for what that is instrumentally and I just can't think of it right now but like it's a very twinkly sounding effect um, and um, yeah it has similar vibes I I love that they put it after like a star because I think it has similar vibes to that song um, just very like lilting and um, dreamy and just very, you know, I mean, it's literally called enchantment. So I think they wanted it to sound dreamy. Um, but um, yeah, no, I, I think, I think they did a really good job with just making you feel like, oh my gosh, like you're just like getting lost in this love. Like you're getting, it's like taken away by this like beautiful, beautiful feeling from this person or from this experience. Um, I love, I love the chords of the chorus, like the, like the, um tell me that part is just like it uh it's so it's just so good (laughs) um and then also the bridge the little breakdown that happens in the bridge the little rhythmic breakdown that happens because it's not really like a like a harsh rhythmic section in the whole song except for just the bridge part and it just hits you um just very 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 well done this song is the song is so yeah i love the imagery on this track there's a uh, you know, a stanza here. I wait for you. I'm mesmerized. Mm-hmm. This love is like a potion in disguise. And then I tightrope walk with a blindfold on my eyes. Mm-hmm. That's just so, that's just so incredibly vivid in such a, and at the same time, just kind of like a, an economy of words, like boom, it just hits you, you know, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful track. Uh, friends, we're talking with Kiana Corley here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka about all things Corinne Bailey Wright and her self-titled offering that was released way back now in 2006, February 2006 for EMI Records. Um, after Enchantment, we have pop perfection here. Put your records on. <laughs> um, I, I, I love the kind of the subtle mention at the beginning of this of uh, you know Bob Marley's Three Little Birds off of uh, Exodus from 1977. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you love about this track? Oh my gosh, I love everything. I mean, I think it. I think it deserves its its amount of clout, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, but um, yeah, it just the like musically, it makes you just feel like everything's great. Like everything in your life is just great, and nothing's gonna go wrong ever. Um, just such ha- like such happy sounding chords and sounds and. Um, I think she did that on purpose to compliment the lyrics because she's just, you know, she's saying like, okay, like these people are going to talk about you, like pretend like they know you, like say things about like, like what you want to wear or your hair or what you like or whatever. And nothing like, just like put your records on and do you basically. And so I think she wanted to like, just really bring that point home with kind of like a feel good, like, okay, everything's all right moment. So, um, 
Yeah, I love, and again, I I agree. I love the nod to Bob Marley as well. Um, yeah, I just, I, I yeah, I think I think it's I think it's perfect, and I'm glad that people also think it's perfect. <laughs> I wonder if this was a reaction in some way to having people in her kind of inner sanctum, kind of telling her who she's supposed to be mm. in the industry. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, you know, like she. She was one of the first, like, I mean, not the first ever, but, like, one of the only, um, like, I think, acoustic soul-type artists, you know? Like, it was it was really cool to see, like, a black girl with a guitar, like, doing her thing and doing, like, you know, something different than what, I guess, media expects black women to do. And so um, her, and one of the reasons why her career was just really important and the fact that she is still regarded as like, you know, one of the quote unquote greats, you know, even if she's not like the most famous person in the world, like people usually have heard of her like in their households. So, um, that was, that was definitely important. And so I, I, I would be very surprised if she didn't face like constant, like input from people that just shouldn't have given her input (laughs) at all. So. Yeah, yeah. Put your records on an absolutely gorgeous track, and it's followed by um, something a little bit, you know, a little bit more serious, I suppose, lyrically. And it's uh, it's a song called "Till It Happens to You." Um, really great arrangements. What uh, what do you think about "Till It Happens to You"? So when I heard this song, yeah, like I like I used the song for my college audition, and um, again, I. <laughs> I mean, I guess they must have liked it enough for me to like get in, but I, I, I like, I'm like, I did not have the emotional <laughs> um, thing behind it because I think she's talking about just like, um, you know, either losing a love in like a romantic way, or I, I actually, I, I have to admit that I'm not sure if the song's talking about her losing her love, like with them divorcing or whatever, or if she's talking about like her late husband. But I think that they were still together at this time, so maybe not. Yeah, I think he uh, uh, unexpectedly and sadly passed away two years after this record was released. Okay. I think it was 2008, yeah. Okay, so I think probably just the former then, where she's talking about like a um, like a breakup. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, talk. she talks about just all the things they used to do and just how the, like, you know, the house and home that they made both literally and figuratively is now empty. And I think she paints that lyrically so beautifully, Um, you know, like the line um, during the second verse where it's like, I went to the old flat, I guess I was just trying to bring the time back, like that idea of just like, okay, if I go back to this place, if I do this thing, maybe it'll reverse what happened. And even though you consciously know that that's ridiculous, like, you know, enough of you wants that to happen, that you just do these crazy things to try to cope. Um, And she just, you know, illustrates that very well and um Mm -hmm. the whole just like the slow six eight like you know like bluesy sad type vibe is perfect for what she is talking about in this one i think yeah there's a lyric that follows uh the old flat line it used to feel like heaven it used to feel like may i I always think of you know just kind of some sort of a rebirth if you will with Mm. with spring and you know just everything is just kind of you know pleasant and where you know where where you things hope to be there's kind of a, a a peacefulness i suppose and you know of trying yeah. to of of trying to you know potentially recoup what you know what kinds of things have been lost yeah yeah and um her choosing to like make 
everything major sounding um whenever she talks about like oh it used to be like heaven it used to be like may is um uh just i think really beautiful as well because then like the the minor chords like kind of snap you back into reality of the situation so definitely yeah so yeah so after uh till it happens to you we uh come to something a little bit more peppier i guess like a good you know playlist or mixtape and that's trouble breathing what mm-hmm. uh what what do you uh what resonates with you on this track um so it's actually trouble sleeping <laughs> did i say trouble breathing trouble, tr- trouble sleeping excuse me <laughs> you know one, one's a little little, <laughs> little, little less, less uh, morbid than the other but um but uh yeah so trouble sleeping um i think i think having just a really like happy sounding thing after until it happens to you is uh nice but um oh gosh I don't I like I I think it gives a similar like vibe as you know um enchantment or just like a star where it's just like okay like everything's gonna be like all right just that type of you know with that with the strings and everything and um it almost it kind of has like I don't know if I want to say like 70s influence with the with the guitar patterns and the and the strings and everything it's just like the like very like kind of disco-y almost um and I think that was really cool um and yeah just talking about how she's like oh like I I found I found this person and I'm falling in love don't say don't say it's not so I don't want to like you know just that whole idea of like oh I don't want to fall in love and uh just yeah it just makes you feel so good um yeah everything like the the lyrics the and the whole like the motif at the end it's like oh don't say that i'm falling in love and oh the trumpet that comes in after that part at the end is just so good um yeah no i i love i love this one so it's, yeah that trumpet really just kind of advances the feeling the vibe of the whole thing yeah mm-hmm. it's that's a great song um interesting you know you mentioned some disco here because call me when you get this which is a track that follows um that was that was my similar, you know, just you know, thoughts too. But you know, and it oh. kind of sounds very kind of like you know Marvin Gaye inspired in some respects too. Oh my goodness! Okay, you know what? That is what I meant when I was talking about that. I think I mixed up the two songs. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh no! <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> uh, I think yeah, I think I had like a moment where I was like, yeah, the 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 strings and everything that Stephanie inspired is calling when you get this, and then oh my gosh, I forgot how that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, but yes, I agree with you. Call me when you get this very 70 inspired, very, very Marvin Gaye. Um, trouble sleeping is, uh, okay. <laughs> so sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Um, but yeah, the trumpet and trouble sleeping is, is great. And then, um, oh yeah. Cause it starts with the, with the piano. That's like, da, 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 da. and then, um, it, yeah, I love, I love how this one kind of starts very tentatively. And I think they did that purposefully um to go from like um till it happens to you so you don't like you know end with this really sad thing and you're just like oh bam in your face like a bunch of like strings and just upbeat stuff um but yeah it kind of like starts off kind of slow and then goes into like a really just happy sounding moment with the trumpet and everything and then they don't say that i'm falling in love so i got that part right (laughs) i think i just mixed up how the two songs sounded so sorry Oh, not not to worry at all. We're just, uh, you know, this is all totally improvised. We're bouncing around from track to track here, <laughs> you know, talking about all things uh, Corinne Bailey Ray and her self-titled debut record uh, that was released back in 2006. 
after Call Me When You Get This, very disco inspired, we have a tune that I believe is called Show Pastry Heart. Is that right? Yeah. This one is another one that's just like, everything sucks. <laughs> everything sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that uh, that title is so interesting. I guess she chose it because it's supposed to emulate like, like I guess how fragile her heart was in this situation. Like, because I guess show pastry, you can just like touch it and it'll just like crumble. Um, so I thought that was just very, very well done with that title. Um, yeah, it's very, it's just like, you know, very slow, like, like, it's like one of those songs that you play when it's like raining. Um, <laughs> and uh, trying to think of specific lyrics. Uh, I mean, that first one here, I was just waiting for your phone call. That just, you know, yeah. if, you're, if you're sequencing tracks, call me when you get this literally is saying call me when you get this at the end of that song and then here we go mm. still you know waiting for that phone call to arrive yes um yeah that that and that was uh just a very brilliant pairing of songs together because call me when you get this is so just like happy and hopeful you know like it's just very like okay, like we're ha- like this could happen and, um, you know, the, the whole seventies influence and just like, Oh, everything's great. And then you showcase your heart. It's just like, Oh, well, the phone call never came. And like, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. And I think it's supposed to, but, um, yeah, like, uh, there's a line in the chorus. I think, I think there's, there's so many gems in this song. Um, but that line in the chorus, that's like, I don't want to lose you. I don't even own you. Um, it talks about that feeling that's just like if you just really like somebody and you know that like there's no reason for you to just like put in as much investment and in time and everything that you have because you don't know if it's going to actually like work out but you're just like your hopes are so high that you're like I'm going to do everything in my power to make this work um and I don't want to lose you even though I technically don't even own you like um <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just so beautifully heartbreaking, this whole song is. Absolutely. Yeah. Following Show Pastry Heart, um, you know, the uh, the writers, you know, staying transparent and vulnerable through Breathless. Um, I love the use of wah-wah pedal on this track and those trumpets kind of coming back into the fold. It just, you know, it just, it really advances the song so beautifully. What uh? What do you think about Breathless? Um, I I'm obsessed with this song. I mean, yeah. I I can't stress. I'm obsessed with the whole album. But um, this song, oh uh, my god, like the uh, it, it kind of ties together um the hopeful and the lost hope songs of this record. Um, because it's like it starts off with one like seem like seems like everybody else has a love just for them. Um, Adam and we had such a good time my best friend, but I, sometimes I wish we could be more than friends. So I kind of like, I think it's, it's, it's like a hopeful song, but I think there's more of a dose of reality to it versus like something like call me when you get this, like, it's just like, okay, you know, we're, we're friends and I'm probably going to stay friend zoned and that's fine. But let me just tell you how I feel about you. Like, um, and I get so breathless, like it, like, yeah, like just how everything's just kind of like again, like that whole lilting, like feeling where she's just back in that whole like dream world again when she's like talking about how this person is making her feel. Um, and um, yeah, and then the the horns coming in so 
beautifully like and during the second chorus and then everything just getting like so like big like after the the bridge they break breakdown that happens like and it's kind of like you said like it's the, it's the wall pedal it's like the, the basic everything just kind of like it's like kind of accented and it's so cool and then um she builds it up into like this moment where it's just her vocals by itself and then the horns just come in at the end and it's just like it's the greatest feeling i've replayed that um that that entrance to the blast chorus so many times i will never get tired of it it is just so well done um yeah no i one of my favorites consistently off that record for sure after breathless we have uh, a tune called i'd like to um are there any lyrics that you uh that you you really appreciate that any uh any imagery that um that that really stands out for you what um what say you about the song musically too yeah no this one's like full of imagery like she's talking she's basically painting a picture of her childhood like you know um when she was little and all the all the like aunts and uncles and her family and her neighbors just like eating eating like barbecue out on the lawn and talking about love that she'd never experienced because she was like a, a kid at that time and and then the choruses are just like basically like okay I want to like you know I want to experience love with you like um and then yeah so the like I I'd like to put my fingers on you I'd like to paint this picture for you sometimes you don't understand where I'm coming from um, I just like to make you see that I desire the simple things and that's, those are the lyrics of the chorus. And so it's, you know, she, it, it's very conversational. She's just like, okay, listen, like, I don't want a complicated love. I just want a simple love. Let me prove it to you. This is where, this is my background. This is where I came from. Um, and I think it's so cool. Very, very down to earth. Cause she's literally talking about what she you know, came up as, and, um, so it's, again, the horns in this are great, um, like, the super just jazzy, like, funk, again, that funk 70s type influence, um, not, not so much disco in this one, just, I'd say more like, I don't know, James Brown, I don't know if that's a good parallel, but, um, Stevie Wonder, yeah, 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 yeah. uh, very, just very, very funky with everything, um, yeah, I really like that one. I like that too. I, I love the way that she sings in music, the bass booming. Oh, it's from the car parked in the street. Got that new song on repeat. I wonder if that's kind of, you know, her thinking back as a childhood, you know, dreaming of being on the radio or something along those lines. And, you know, while she's reminiscing about, um, you know, things that she experienced in her childhood and, you know, people hanging out and having barbecues in the backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's really interesting that you say that. Like maybe that was her just reminiscing on, you know, the career that she, like, thank goodness got to actually pursue. Um, but yeah, when she was like a little kid and she was like listening to the radio and like, oh, maybe I'll be there, you know, and just like, you know, was carefree and everything. And yeah, no, I think that was a, like a really good parallel for sure. Yeah. So after uh, the uh, track, I'd like to, we have a song called Butterfly. I love just kind of the indistinct chatter that you can kind of hear um, that's sort of implied from like, you know, parties out in the backyard or, you know, out in the driveway or something like that. I thought that was just kind of a cool, like, you know, effect, really cool segue, you know, leading to butterfly. Um, what do you like about butterfly? Yeah, no, I agree. Like that whole thing about like, okay, like they're out in the backyard and then it like it transitions into that. Um, God, butterfly, like, Again, I think a lot of songs on this record have the whole like, okay, like we're dancing in the street type vibe. Um, but yeah, this one is another one where I'm just like, okay, like I'm dancing under lights and everything. But um, 
And also to, another parallel to I'd like to is she talks about like her childhood as well in the first opening lines, like in my mother's house, there's a photograph, um, and you know, of like an ancient past. It always makes me laugh. Um, there's a little girl and she's, I think she's talking about herself. Um, and she's like yeah. seeing how wide eyed she is. Um, and then I think, I believe the next line is an infinity between you and me was a family and that, oh my gosh, like, um, I would love, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would love to talk with her for like thirty minutes about just that line, because um, I don't really know what she means by that. But I, uh, but I mean, I'm I'm assuming like with the following line, like um, um, said that I'll be fine, and then and then he left my, my side like a butterfly. Um, I think she's just talking about like I think how love can be you know sometimes unreliable like sometimes people that you put your trust in can just literally fly away like a butterfly um or stages of growth perhaps you know yeah. that somebody's experiencing and they're the ones flying away maybe yeah yeah could because she talks about like how her life like progresses throughout the song and you know and it seems like she's definitely come to peace with that aspect because I mean, musically, it's, you know, it's very, again, happy sounding, very just like, ah, like, you know, um, with the, with the straight, the gorgeous strings and the, you know, everything. But um, yeah, she's just talking about like, you know, how things just can't be reliable all the time. And um, the, I want to say post-chorus, I'm not quite sure what to call it, the the, the part where she's just like the na-na-na-na-na part, um, how everything just kind of like envelops you in that moment is so beautifully done um, with the with her like layers of vocals and the strings and everything. Um, uh, that song is just lyrically and musically very beautiful. I, I love that one. Yeah. So uh, uh, just a reminder, friends, we're talking with uh, Pennsylvania pop soul musician Kiana Corley, who you should all check out when you have some spare time. I know you have spare time. Um, uh, Kiana, what's next year after Butterfly? Is it a uh, seasons change? Yes, seasons change. Um, this one, I think, is I love that they put this at the end. I think that they, I don't think it should go anywhere else because <laughs> I think it's a summation of the whole project. Like it talks about like it's kind of like the conclusion that she comes to through all of her experiences that she talks through, like throughout all of the songs, you know, and um, just the lessons she's learned. Like she literally has like life lessons in the lyrics, like patience is a virtue and, and life is a waiting game and peace must, peace must be nurtured. That line. Mm, it's so true. Like <laughs> literally like your, like your peace, your inner peace needs to be taken care of in order to like, just keep staying with you. Um, and all these things happen for a reason. So don't you go and throw them all away when the seasons change. Everything, like, don't throw away all the things you've learned. Don't throw away, like, all of the lessons that you've, like, you know, enveloped in yourself. And the ways that you've grown. Don't regress just because you're in, like, a drier season. And it's so easier said than done as humans. Because, you know, we want to just, like, you know, sometimes revert back to ways that maybe made us feel like temporarily good if we're in like a bad season of our life but 
you know, she's saying like, like, don't do that. <laughs> you know, like you, you, you're better than this now with all the things you've learned and all the ways that you've hurt and healed, like just keep going throughout your life with the things. That, it's, it's like a growing up album. Honestly, it talks about just like, you know, like, okay, the, like these are the things that like young people or anybody, honestly, like, goes through any I'd say anybody that's not like in their 70s and has, and has lived like a lot of life they go through these things of heartbreak of people leaving them of people just like you know like love wanting to get to know somebody um and I think we're just gonna like keep going through those cycles until we just get like better better at doing this whole life thing um and I think that's what this song portrays to me lyrically and the ending with um uh everything coming in like and just layering over each other and every like all the instruments just like going at it and making you feel like it's this big moment until the very end where things just kind of resolve finally um are just so so good so like just everything's just so beautifully tied together with this song i love this song <laughs> i i love your summation of it uh, um, yeah. this is great so this concludes seasons change concludes her self-titled record mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. released back in 2006 um I'd like to uh, wrap up our conversation with talking about cover art. So um, as we know, it's a 21st century. It's kind of, you know, still very much a wild west in terms of the way people release music. But one thing that's, uh, that's evergreen is the presence of some kind of cover art. Um, What kinds of images are conjured up in your mind when you take a look at this album cover? Do you think it's a good representation of what you're about to, you know, experience from an auditory perspective? What what do you think about the cover? Yeah. So, I mean, it's self-titled. Um, so it has herself on it, which makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like a picture of herself. And then her, um, her name is written kind of in like a font that looks like it's like, like, drawn on and there's like a little doodle in the background and then you can see like the top of her guitar as well and she's just kind of looking at you like directly on the camera um I think it's I think it's good because well like again it's self-titled so it should have herself on it but also like just the the kind of like childlike like aspects of the art um are just very good like you know picture painters for what she talks about as well um you know because it talks about growing up it talks about just like her childhood experiences so i think it makes sense that there's some childlike elements to the cover art yeah yeah Uh, one thing that struck me is i'm looking at her left hand right now and it's as if she's you know there's a tenderness and vulnerability there it was almost like uh, appreciate every sort of moment you know and you know it's almost like she's literally telling you to not let those moments that will help you grow slip through your fingers. Yeah. Maybe I'm reading too much into that, but it just, it, it feels like she's trying to say something with that, the way that she's sort of cupping her hand. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you're probably right. I never, I personally never like thought about that, but like that um, probably was an intentional choice, that hand placement. Um, and I think, you know, it can definitely rec- like represent how she wants to just hold on you know, to those, to those moments and just not let anything slip through her fingers. Um, yeah, no, I think that's really cool. Kiana Corley, it's been such a wonderful pleasure to sit down with you today, discuss, uh, Corinne Bailey Ray's self-titled record. Thank you so much for just kind of giving us a window into your world, how this is experienced, how, how you've experienced this record, how much it's meaningful to you. And, uh, I've really enjoyed learning much more about, uh, the artist and you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yeah.
All right. Thanks so much to all of you for taking some time to stop by the program today. For all of you listeners out there, thank you very much. And please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcasts, whether that's on Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, or maybe even Amazon. Take a moment to tell a friend or tell some of your family members about our show. Let us know how much you like the show by giving us a good rating. That will certainly help us appear higher in search results. And feel free to drop us a line at hello at covertocoverconversations.com. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jarrett Nicolay at Mixtape Studios in Northern Virginia. We hope you discovered some new music, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song, and shared a good moment with us as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover. <laughs>